0: all the time we have on the Daily Sports Report uh, this has been 88.3 WCBN FM Ann Arbor for Morris Fabry and Zach Shaw my name is Andrew Shapiro on this Thursday evening we will say have a good weekend good night and go blue if
1: Pandora's box a box of chocolates would I know Stay away oh, I said hand over box A box of chocolates Would I eat Them anyway Cause Every time I have Half a mind to leave you Babe That means I have Half a mind to stay
2: It's Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Good evening. This is Mike. Pandora's Lunchbox is a show about food and culture every Thursday evening at 6.30 p.m. Also at WCBN.org at the same time. Now, it's not often that I actually talk about a recipe on this show, even though it's about food. Don't talk about recipes on a show about food. But nonetheless, here's a recipe for you. This will get you warmed up as the show gets percolating here. This is a reggae recipe. In fact, this, the uh, writer of this recipe, the, the originator of this recipe is one Desmond Decker. And uh, take notes.
3: Right here and now, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce for you a very soulful brother. So Soul brother number one. Thank from you from ever Kingston, so Kingston, Jamaica, Jamaica way.
4: Thank yeah. you ever so kindly. I'm here with my reggae machine. And I'm going to do you some good in the neighborhood like I should. Hey, wait a minute. I hear a sound. That sounds like organ. Let me hear some drums to go with it. Please, come on now. Mm-hmm. That sounds good. How about some swinging guitar? Please, Mr. Guitars, let me hear you. Ay-ay-ay, baby, that sounds like it. But let me hear some piano. You can't sit on the keyboard. Put your finger on it. Come on. Ay-ya. Thank you. <laughs> but I can't do it without the bass. Come on, Basie. Move those fingers. Let me hear it. Swing why you doing your thing? <laughs> that sounds like the thing. Guitars, give me them reggae guitar, please. Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> Man, it, it sounds pretty? It's just fabulous. I can't stand to listen thing. Throw me way out of my mind. Now, come on now, go it. Now shake it, fellas, shake it well. And then start. Aye, that's it. Now we got Desmond Decker and the H, thing. And they're going to do their thing with the reggae recipe. Come on, fellas.
2: Pandora's Lunchbox on WCBN. Thank you, Desmond Decker, for that reggae recipe. Hope you were taking notes because, well, I just hope you were taking notes. And, you know, what, what we do here on this show is we talk about culture and food and film sometimes. There is a film that caught my eye coming up at the Michigan Theater very soon. As a matter of fact, this film is called The Lunchbox. I could not resist because the show is called Pandora's Lunchbox, and it's going to be at the Michigan Theater starting tomorrow, so I got all excited and thought I would share that to you, with you, at you. Actually, I'm, yes, it, it opens tomorrow, April 25th. The Lunchbox is a film from India set in Mumbai, and it airs tomorrow at 4.30, 7, and 9.30. Here's a description from the Michigan Theater website. Mumbai housewife Ela is trying once again to add some spice to her marriage, this time through her cooking. She desperately hopes that this new recipe will finally arouse some kind of reaction from her neglectful husband. She prepares a special lunchbox to be delivered to him at work, but unbeknownst to her, Sajan, a lonely man on the verge of... Oops, we skipped a line here. Hello. Let's, let's backspace. Backspace. She prepares a special lunchbox. That was a backspacing sound effect. She prepares a special lunchbox to be delivered to him at work. But unbeknownst to her, it is mistakenly delivered to another office worker, Sajan, a lonely man on the verge of retirement. Curious about the lack of reaction from her husband, Ila puts a little note in the following day's lunchbox in the hopes of getting to the bottom of the mystery. This begins a series of lunchbox notes between Sajan and Ila, and the mere comfort of communicating with a stranger anonymously soon evolves into an unexpected friendship. I'm not going to go on from there. I think I'll let you maybe go see the film, which I'm pretty sure I will very soon. That's going to be at the Michigan Theater. It is definitely scheduled Friday through the following Thursday, and I believe after that they decide when whether or not they will continue it from there on. But it definitely starts tomorrow at the Michigan Theater on Liberty Street in downtown Ann Arbor. At four thirty, seven, and nine thirty, this got me thinking about how those packages of food got delivered. How does it work actually? And that's where I discovered a new word to me: a What is a A Dabawala is a person in India, usually in the huge, bustling city of Mumbai, who's part of a vast lunch delivery system. But it's not like, say, the typical American delivery where you call a restaurant and they say, okay, we'll deliver it to you on a bike or something. No. Your mom makes really amazing food to die for, and she doesn't want you risking eating something not so good in some dodgy restaurant, so she packs it up in a Tiffin box... We're going to talk about what that is in a second. Puts each part of the meal in a different segment of the box, and the Dabawala will deliver your mom's amazing healthy lunch to you miles and miles away elsewhere in Mumbai. The, the Dabawalas also are made use of by prominent meal suppliers in Mumbai, where they ferry ready cooked meals from central kitchens to the customers and back. Now, this word tiffin, what is a tiffin box? Well, tiffin is an Anglo Indian word, says Wikipedia. It's derived from an obsolete English slang, tiffing. Very tiffing, you know? No, that's not it. It's to sip. For a, The word means a light lunch or afternoon snack. That's what uh, tiffin is. Or sometimes, by extension, the box it's actually carried in. So you have the tiffin box. For this reason, the dabawalas are sometimes called tiffinwallas. Normally, these, these, these tins come in two or three tiers, While the most elaborate ones usually actually have four tiers, these wonderful little inventions, the lowest tier is usually reserved for rice, because in some Tiffin carriers, it's usually the biggest one. Tiffin carriers are opened by unlocking a small catch on either side of the handle of this wonderful contraption. Now this from the blog Propel Steps, The uh, Tiffinwala or Dabawalas, their mission is to serve their customers who are mainly office goers by delivering their lunchboxes at their doorstep on time. The delivery boys, as you might call them, travel by local trains and use bicycles or walk to reach every nook and corner of Mumbai. The lunchboxes are delivered exactly at 12.30 p.m. Later, the empty boxes are collected and taken back to the homes, catering services, or hotels before 5 p.m., In fact, the next time you forget to strap on your watch before leaving the office, don't be surprised to find it in the lunchbox container brought by the Dabawala from your home. On an average, every Tiffin box changes hands four times and travels 60 to 70 kilometers in its journey to reach its eventual destination. Each box is differentiated and sorted along the route on the basis of markings on the lid, which give an indication of the source as well as the destination address. Says here, by the way, Prince Charles once visited the Dabawalas during his visit to India, but he had to fit in with their schedule because their timing was too precise to permit any flexibility. Sorry, Prince, we got a job to do, so there it is. Some of the Dabawalas of Mumbai. We'll hear a little bit more about these wonderful people in Mumbai delivering food on bicycles and by train and by foot in just a moment. In the meantime, no, I was not able to find a good Dabawala song, but if you know of one, boy, I'd love to know about it. In the meantime, going back to another time in another place, Artie Shaw did a little tune that is vaguely somewhat related to it. It's called Special Delivery Stomp. It's from 1940. And it's not often you get to hear a big band song with harpsichord, is it? Well, you're just about to hear that, I think. Yeah, this is, I think, what you're going to hear. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor, Pandora's Lunchbox, WCBN.org, and Mr. Artie Shaw. Thank you, Artie Shaw. Thank you for the special delivery stomp there. Delivered straight to your home by Radio Waves. It's absolutely wonderful. This is WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. And we're looking into a film by the name of The Lunchbox about the Dabawalas of India, uh, mostly from Mumbai, delivering amazing ready-cooked food from your mom to you because she doesn't trust those restaurants to give you the good stuff. So... Now, a little bit of history about Dabawalas, though. In 1890, a lunch delivery service was started with about 100 men. In 1930, the founder informally attempted to unionize the Dabawalas. Later, a charitable trust was registered in 1956 under the name of Newton Mumbai Tiffin Box Suppliers Trust. The commercial arm of this trust was registered in 1968 as Mumbai Tiffin Box Suppliers Association. Wonderful names for a wonderful association of folks doing absolutely wonderful things, bringing food to so many people around Mumbai. On another subject, though, the lunchbox, there's so much to say about lunchboxes. This is a kind of lunchbox, isn't it? A brief history of lunchboxes, in fact, can be found on a website called would you believe lunchboxes.com. According to the Whole Pop magazine, it says, making a further reference before the lunchbox was the lunch pail. It wasn't, well, it wasn't really a pail. It was a latching, heavy-duty metal thing made from a toolbox-grade metal that would protect the working man's noontime meal. Children in the 1880s created their own school lunch pails out of the colorful tin boxes that once housed biscuits, cookies, and tobacco. From there, it was a small step to a box specifically made for that purpose, and in 1902, the first true kids' lunchbox came out. No, it did not feature turn-of-the-century pop culture idols like P.T. Barnum, Buffalo Bill, or Sousa's Band on a lunchbox, although I would love to have one. It was shaped like a picnic basket with pictures of playing children lithographed on its side. A Mickey Mouse lunchbox came out in 1935. It was the forerunner of what was to come, but it wasn't until 1950 that the medium entered its prime— a company called Aladdin emerged from Nashville with the first in an odd post-war marriage of cold sandwiches and hot popular culture. So they came up with Hopalong Cassidy, a Hopalong Cassidy lunchbox that jumped off the shelves literally, fueled by a craze for anything that could possibly be seen on TV. Aladdin sold 600,000 of those. From there Roy Rogers apparently wanted his own lunchbox, but Aladdin told him, "No one cowboy is enough. One cowboy is enough." In America, excuse me. So Roy saddled up Trigger and rode north to American Thermos in Connecticut, which also had been feeling slumping sales from its lunchbox and thermos sets, and got their own lunchbox with two and a half million, in fact, Roy Rogers and Dale Evans lunchboxes in 1953. Very exciting stuff. And then there was this lunchbox, which came in very handy for Johnny Cash. <laughs>
5: So the very next day when I punched in with my big lunchbox with help from my friend, I left that day with a lunchbox full of gears. I've never considered myself a thief, but GM wouldn't miss just one little piece, especially if I strung it out over several years. The first day I got me a fuel pump, and the next day I got me an engine and a trunk, then I got me a transmission and all the chrome. The little things I could get in my big lunch box Like nuts and bolts and all four shocks But the big stuff we snuck out my buddy's mobile home Now up to now my plan went all right Till we tried to put it all together one night And that's when we noticed that something was definitely wrong The transmission was a 53 And the motor turned out to be a 73 And when we tried to put in the bolts all the holes were gone about that time, my wife walked out, and I could see in her eyes that she had her doubts. But she opened the door and said, Honey, take me for a spin. So we drove uptown just to get the tags, and I hit her to ride on down Main Drag. I could hear everybody laughing for blocks around. But up there at the courthouse, they didn't laugh, cause to type it up, it took the whole staff. And when they got through, the title weighed 60 pounds. I got it one piece at a time And it didn't cost me a dime You'll know it's me when I come through your town I'm gonna ride around in style I'm gonna drive everybody wild Cause I'll have the only one there is around Uh, yeah, Red Rider, this is the cottonmouth In the psycho like Billy, Billy Cadillac. Cadillac, come on Paul. Oh. Uh, this is a cottonmouth, a negatory on the cost of this machine there, Red Rider. You might say I went right up to the factory and picked it up. It's cheaper that way. Uh, what model is it? Well, it's a 49, 50, 51, 52, 53, 54, 55, 56, 57, 58, 59 automobile. It's a 60, 61, 62, 63, 64, 65, 66, 67, 68, 69
2: Johnny Cash, and one of the best and most practical uses for a lunchbox, not that we're condoning that kind of thing now, one piece at a time. Yes, indeed. One lunch at a time, lunchboxes deliver food all over the world. Double wallas, Tiffin wallas bring wonderful food to people all over Mumbai. And we're celebrating lunchboxes a bit because the movie called The Lunchbox, centered in in mumbai debuts tomorrow at the michigan theater and it will be showing 4 7, and 9 30 and will continue to show for the subsequent week now woodruff's fine fine wonderful club and bar and music venue in depot town is going away sadly a lot of people are sad about that and i understand there's been some un godly amazing shows there and some really wonderful music and some drinks too and that spot there in the middle of the block uh in depot town there it's it's going away but it's having a a woodruff's last stand you can actually go to a a web page not web page you can go to you can go to woodruff's web page or go to facebook to woodruff's last stand there's a facebook page for that what's happening is that tonight there are a bunch of shows uh, people playing Dragon Wagon Dave Menzo, Ghost City Searchlight are all playing tonight there are shows on Friday with Friday night they got Child Bite and Third Coast Kings and other people all kinds of stuff, Saturday they got Black Jake and the Carnies, Sunday they got The Disinformants and a bunch of other people and their last, very last show at Woodruff's in Ypsilanti is Elbow Deep meets Boylesque at 9pm until 2am, so technically it's goes into wednesday so they're cheating but there you go uh that's good woodruff's has had mitten fest and so many other fests and all, all kinds of other things too but it is but it's going away what's going in well as they say when one bar closes a restaurant opens is that the saying i'm not sure well woodruff's opened shortly well, actually will happen let's go a little farther back shall we katie's bar and grill was in the spot from 1993 to 2008 of opened in 2009. Now May's Mexican Cantina, which has been located on Washtenaw near Gulf Side, is going to move into the Depot Town space. And the owner of May's told Catrice Stafford of the Ann Arbor News last month that it's going to be a smaller space than the Washtenaw space, but it's more appropriate for the size of their business. He also says he's going to add more vegetarian options... So that's the future of the space there. May's Mexican Cantina. Also said he was concerned being over there near Washington on Side because Kmart was going out of business there. So Depot Town is a lively place, and that's going to move in there in the place of Woodruffs. A sad thing, but thank you, Woodruffs, for so many good memories. In the meantime, another venue that went away, I didn't realize it had gone away. I hadn't heard much about it for a while, but over in Pontiac, Clutch Cargo's, well, in on Easter, this is actually from the Associated Press, Easter marked the reopening of a Pontiac Church that went through several years as a nightclub. I don't know if it was actually nightclub church the way they phrase it there, but the Oakland the Oakland Press says it's taken one million dollars to transform the former Clutch Cargo's night nightclub into the home of Greater Grace Fellowship. The Reverend Pastor Kent Clark not Clark Kent, says it's a tremendous day for his congregation. First Congregational Church of Pontiac was dedicated in 1962. The Gothic-style church sold the building in 1997 to investors who renovated and made it the Sanctum Nightclub. It was sold in 1999, then later reopened as Clutch Cargo, apostrophe S, and the church seats about 750 people. Clutch Cargo, a lot of people standing rather than sitting. So that's another calculation altogether. So changes, changes. It's all true. Many, many changes. Now, Totally Awesome Fest is also going on in Ypsilanti, along with those wonderful shows at Woodruff's. And you can find Totally Awesome Fest on its Facebook page, Totally Awesome Fest. And one of the many performers is Lord of the Yum Yum. Many, many performers over many days. I don't know. Well, this sounds like yummy. This sounds yummy. Licking stick. How about a licking stick? I don't know if this has anything to do with food whatsoever, but let's uh, give it a whirl. Let's bring uh, Mr. Desmond Decker back.
3: Ba, 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 do not lick me with that. ma, 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 ma. Bye.
2: was really about yummy food, but it was pretty yummy. That was Desmond Decker again with licking stick showing some wonderful Wonderful doo-wop influences there. It's WCBN. Thank you for listening. Tune in to Face the Music with Our Wolf in just a quick moment here. few other notes now. Uh, another, a few more things going on. There's going to be an Earth Day celebration this Sunday at Leslie Science Center. Uh, a variety of local nonprofits will be providing visitors with fun educational activities and crafts for all ages, focusing on topics such as recycling, water quality, ecological communities, local food, Did somebody say food? And much more. There will be a Clean Energy Expo. Visitors will be able to explore what different businesses are doing to go green by exploring energy-efficient cars, solar cookers, and more. And there will be local food vendors. And is this the one where they have the multi-species parade? I think they do. This is at the Leslie Science and Nature Center at 1831 Traver Road in Ann Arbor. It is this Sunday, April 27th, from noon to 4 p.m., and you can find out more at the website of the Leslie Science Center, which is leslienc.org. And then you can go slash A2 Earth Day if you are so inclined. And so, not only do we have that, we also have the uh, Earth Day celebration there. We have Woodruff's Last Stand. We have the Totally Awesome Fest. And too much is happening. Stop! Stop! Don't stop, really. UMA, the University of Michigan Museum of Art, is going to have another one of its open late kind of a days. That's going to be tomorrow. It's going to be open, instead of closing at 5, as they often do during the week, UMA is going to be open till 8 p.m. tomorrow night. And UMA, the University of Michigan Museum of Art, is located on the corner of South University and State Street. Well, WCBN has been what it is, and it can only be what it is thanks to you, or because of you, or things like that. I've been Mike for at least a half an hour, doing the best I can with that. And thank you for being you. Now, mere moments now, we're going to have Arbolf helping us to face the music. This is WCBN FM Ann Arbor, and it's just a hair before 7 o'clock. Before, before... I think we have an echo. I, I think, think, think we have, have really an echo. I think we have an echo. This is really cool. Wait. This too. is really, okay, really cool. Wait. Cool. This is really cool. Wait. This is okay. Before we go to Arwolf. Okay. Before we go to Arwolf. Okay. Before we go to Arwolf. Let me see if we can put an end to this. This is really awesome. To this. This is really awesome. To this. This is really awesome. To this. W C B N F M Ann Arbor. F M and Arbor. F M Ann Arbor. F M and Arbor. F M Ann Arbor. F M Ann Arbor. F M Ann Arbor. And you know, I can't get that to stop. But wasn't that awesome? Why don't we? Uh, we're having some technical difficulties we're having some here. Technical difficulties we're having some here. Technical here. Technical difficulties having sounds here. Sounds really cool. Sounds, sounds really cool. But cool, let's see cool. if we can, if we can, can, what what can, can what we can do about this. Can, this. What we can do about a a this. What we can do about this. What we can do about this. Okay, why don't, let's see. Is there a way, way that I could just step off of the mic? Step off of the mic. And then you can just jump in and do your thing. You can just jump in and do your thing. just jump in and do This Mac pot here is acting really funny, so I wouldn't use it right now. So I, right so, I say, right so I wouldn't use it right now. So I wouldn't shame. use it right now. So kind of a shame. kind of a shame. But we'll investigate um, what to, we'll do. Investigate um, what to okay. do. We'll investigate what to okay. do. Okay. WCBN okay. WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. fm WCBN. Ann Arbor.
0: FM. Let's see. You know, he's right. This is WCBN-FM. And tonight, I want to dedicate the program to... Kenny Kornheiser, and everyone who knows Kenny Kornheiser. Who's Kenny Kornheiser? Well, he's one of the people that, behind the Solstice Free School experiment in the early 70s in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and he used to play records for us and show us things that opened our minds and brought us into contact with our own cultural heritage. So I wanted to, uh, in most of this show anyway, particularly the uh, Memphis Many Variations in the home stretch, I can be dedicated to Kenny Kornheiser. And to you, it's time to face the music. Let's begin with a recording made in 1917 in London, England, by an African American group who played at Ciro's Club over there. And so, unfortunately, they were billed as Ciro's Club Coon Orchestra. This, like all of the songs, is bursting with questions. The question like title here is what did Robinson Crusoe where did Robinson Crusoe go with Friday on Saturday night is that clear